talking about self-replicating vaccines and they've been working on that for a long time. So I think, That's right. yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> what they're doing. And, and we, we have to inform people the only way that I mean, we're kind of just trying to keep people alive, keep people united, wake people up. Don't fall for all this crap. How do we do that? Because so many people are falling for this. And I know a lot of people are waking up, but a lot of people are falling for it. And I just emceed the, the targeted persons symposium. And, you know, they're the lab rats for everything that they're putting forward, these targeted individuals. If you've been paying attention, you know the global economy is transforming. The BRICS nations want to see the end of the dollar reserve currency, and many countries are joining their effort. The Western banking system is the most fragile it's been since 2008. The highly respected Weiss Research Group accurately provided advance warning on which banks are going to fail with 99.3% accuracy after the 2008 crisis. They are now predicting that a whopping 4,243 banks are vulnerable to failure, and 1,210 of those banks face imminent failure. When this situation comes to pass, it will dwarf the 2008 banking crisis. The only asset that has historically weathered a storm this severe has been precious metals. It has never been a better time to buy gold and silver to protect your family. Contact Miles Franklin at info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me and you will get the best service and the best prices on gold and silver in the country. That is a guarantee from them to me. Remember, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me. Do this now to protect your assets and the ones you love. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Dave Hodges coming back to the program. We're gonna talk about a lot of topics. We're gonna to talk about, is there gonna be an election? this year and what his theories are the Russian government said there isn't going to be one in America because America is not going to exist, which is interesting that coming out of the Russian government. And then we talk about what's really going on at the border. He thinks it's a big psyop and what he thinks about Governor Abbott and how he believes that they're trying to fuel a civil war. A lot of people believe that and it's just his perspective. And then we're going to talk about his, you know, his wheelhouse, which is psychology and research in the psychology realm and how they're, how people are going along with so much BS that's happening. So this is a good one. I hope you listen to the full thing. Before I get into that, I want to remind you about Dr. Dean's Parasite Protocol. If you have not heard about it or have not listened to it. I have a show that I did a few weeks ago. I can put the link below, but he talks about the fact that we have so many parasites. All of us are walking around with flipping parasites and these parasites are fundamentally affecting our health, whether you're tired, whether your digestive system is all messed up. I mean, we are living with these gross parasites and you have to work on it. Now we have toxins, we've got all sorts of other problems. But he says that one of the biggest issues is parasites. And when you get rid of them, you just are so much healthier and you feel so much better. So go to bravetv.store slash Sarah and then use a coupon Sarah and you can save money on his protocol. So the link is below and let's get into this really interesting conversation with my friend, Dave Hodges. Hi, Dave. Welcome back to the show. It's good to be with you, Sarah. 
Well, you're a fan favorite for obvious reasons. You bring different intel that people haven't heard elsewhere. But there is one uh, article that you just posted about the Russian government talking about how there isn't going to be a, an election in the United States, which is interesting. Sometimes you get information from foreign sources that you just won't hear locally. What are you hearing on that front? Because a lot of people are starting to question our election and what they're do all the games that they're playing. Yeah, it was a uh, retiring uh, Duma representative, and uh, he said, you know, he's had communication with top Russian officials, and uh, he said there will not be a 2024 election because there won't be an America. Well, what does that mean? Um, well, I would say that they're talking about the destruction of America. Uh, we could be in civil war. And I want to say something about this, sir. I'm going to say something that's highly provocative, but... I'm not the only one that believes that Paul Preston's on board with this. Doug Thornton, former DHS, is on board with this. And I'm hearing that Michael Yan will be, too. I don't mean to speak for Michael, but I know Paul is speaking to him today. And this is what we we know. The Governor Abbott, I've written about him before. He's uh, pro-China. Uh, he's CCP all the way. He's never cared about the border. And all of a sudden, he's this populist who's going to defend the border by force against the criminal elements of the Biden administration, not buying it. Uh, we believe that Biden and by uh, Biden and Abbott are conspiring to start a civil war so all opposition can be crushed, martial law can be imposed. And we think this is a contrived situation, and we think a lot of America is falling into the trap. And what's interesting, too, by uh, excuse me, Abbott, rather than presiding over the crisis on his state border with Mexico, he's in India for three weeks after he pulled this stunt. And how convenient. Uh, India is not America's friend any longer. They're bricks. They're dedicated to the economic destruction of America. And he's over there. I, listen, I ain't buying it. And I'll tell you something else. This is an aside, but it's true. I've got the documents. Uh, Sam Arnold, my Latin American source, and I talked three and a half years ago and revealed the fact that the four northern states of Mexico, that one of them led by Jose de Vaca, he's an absolute criminal. Uh, these four northern Mexico states in Texas planned to form their own country if America goes into civil war. And uh, Abbott was tied into this. And we have the documents where they were doing intergovernmental cooperation stuff that only a federal government can do, but the state of Texas was doing it illegally in violation of the Wagner Act. So wow. the, the, the paper trail is there. Uh, his history is against him. He is pro-China to the hilt. And this plays into China's hands, and a lot of us, including my best source, former general from Arsof, he told me that if we go into civil war, China and very possibly Russia will invade us. Well, this, there's this an this old, is very dangerous. Well, there's an old. Uh, I I aired this maybe five years ago. God, time is flying. Maybe it was more like seven years ago, where it was a document that showed how they want to break up the United States. And there was what seven regions or something, and ten so regions. Ten regions. Yeah, it's all it's part ten, of ten regions. Right? So you know what I'm talking about. It's all part of their plan, long-term plan, is to mm -hmm. break us up. I, I want to say something about the Supreme Court. I, I read something that I, no, I'm not defending the Supreme Court in any 
way, shape or form. People know that I'm pretty down on uh, the corruption that's going on in our legal system. But I was reading on what this court case actually said, and I think the media is misrepresenting what the court case actually said. This is what I read, that they said that um, the Texas, they have the right to put the barbed wire up, but the federal agents, um, if it impedes their job, then they can take it down. But that's what the court case said. So what am, what am I missing here? Well, what you're missing is the Supreme Court is compromised. Well, I know and that. it's led by Justice Roberts, who I believe is but, an Epstein boy, and his name has not surfaced yet. But I'll just say this. But 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 what I'm um, saying is that that case doesn't, it doesn't look like, when you read it, it doesn't look like what the media is saying and everybody's saying. But keep going. I, I don't agree with the media on this. Um, what basically the Supreme Court did was to say, in Texas, you can defend yourself, and they talk out of both sides of their mouth. But the That's federal right. government can come in and stop it. But here's the problem I have. Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution says that you have to follow immigration laws, and they're not doing it. So if the if a federal officer's duty is to uh, basically abrogate the Constitution, then that should be illegal. And the Supreme Court did not make any such ruling. And so they are opening up the United States to invasion. Because they didn't address that aspect. They just addressed the wire part and saying that, because I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that if it impedes someone's job, then you have to do something about it. But it, it seems that there's there was an underhanded action here. But what if that job's illegal, which uh, the Border Patrol and, and Homeland Security's actions now are illegal. They're facilitating illegal immigration. Well, they didn't they didn't address the aspects that you're talking about right now. They just looked at it from a very technical standpoint and didn't address what Governor Abbott yeah. was saying. That's what the let issue, me, I think. Let me Go just ahead. make it really clear here. OK, they said getting in the way of federal law enforcement duties. OK, fine. But if those law enforcement duties are illegal and that's breaking right. the Constitution, the Supreme Court should have addressed that. And they purposely avoided it to allow Biden to be a tyrant. But the bottom line is this whole thing is a facade and these other governors are falling into it. I think Abbott so. has no intention of defending his border. This is a setup. And let me share something else with you that's going to add fuel to this fire and bring a false flag to the border. And it's this. Uh, Sam Arnold, my Latin American expert again, told me that the Mexican government had filed a complaint with the U.S. government that American gun manufacturers are sending high-grade military weapons to the cartels. Well, I looked into this, and that's uh, a half-truth. Uh, there are weapons. Fast and Furious has been restarted, not necessarily under that name, but the Biden administration's deep state is sending high-grade weapons to the cartels, but not just that. There's a third, there's three corridors of immigration. One of them is used almost exclusively by the Venezuelans and by the Chinese troops that are crossing our border and they get diverted into California. The arms weapons shipments are going down that third corridor. So I have to assume, I don't have the proof, but I have to assume not only are the cartel being um, supplied as the Mexican government is claiming, and that's a true claim. They have filed uh, a request to the US government to look into this. But not only is that happening, but they're arming the Chinese and Venezuelans as well. This is preparatory for an invasion. And like I said, my military sources tell me if we go into civil war, 
which I believe Abbott and Biden are promoting, we will be invaded. And I think we're seeing the arming of these invasion forces through U.S. deep state interests. Wow. Okay. So it's Fast and Furious 2.0 on steroids is what it sounds exactly. like. You're exactly right. So, okay. There's also, uh, and I'm just doing some research on this. I just found it this morning. There is a war on natural gas and the gas industry in Texas that's just as bad as the border. They are trying to destroy that industry in Texas. Have you done any research on that? Yeah, it's it, but this is not just Texas. Texas is part of it. What we're looking at here is the Biden administration and the deep state in this country are subservient to global interests that want to destroy all energy except for what they use. And and uh, and Abbott, again, is part and parcel to this. You know, you would think after the ice storm a few years ago that devastated Texas in a grid failure, you think they'd put resources into beefing up their their grid. They're not. They're not doing anything. They're they're sitting still. They're vulnerable to a grid down, take down by terrorists. Uh, they have natural gas problems now. The prices are about ready to go through the roof. People aren't going to be able to afford to heat or cool their homes. This is all part of the plan. Okay. So climate well, climate change. It's all about climate change. Well, yeah, it's all about climate change. <laughs> so uh that would which is I know you're being facetious because it's that's just another cover story to do their agenda. Now there has been some good news on the horizon. Uh, the Davos crowd, there was a, what 178 countries that participated in the past and they only had 60 this year. That's telling me that a lot of countries are saying, no, hell no, I don't want to be part of this globalist, ridiculous thing that they're part, you know, that they're this agenda. Did they purposely not show up or were they not invited? That's what I don't know. I, I my understanding, I don't know. That's a great question, but my, but still it's like, okay, not only 60 countries are there out of 178. What does that mean? And even if they weren't invited or they chose not to come, it kind of points to the same thing. Well, along those lines, the World Health Organization, the first cousin to the WEF, came out on Friday and General Hedrill said, if you don't do what we say, and he's, they're talking to all the nations of the world, your citizens are going to die. You're not going to get treatment for disease X. And, and here's my first question. How, how do they know this disease X is coming unless they're the ones that created it? <laughs> That's right. And it's like, well, we don't want you to give us direction because if you're giving us direction, then we probably are more likely to die. If you leave us alone, then maybe we can provide for ourselves. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. The, I mean, there's so many holes in these people's stories. I mean, disease, and I'll tell you, I'm convinced, too, disease X is multifaceted. And let me go down that route just for a second. Back in late November, when I was in Colorado, there was a release made locally in the Denver media that said National Jewish, the great medical organization from the past, I don't know what they're like today, but they said they were distributing and testing an Ebola vaccine. And I said, oh, that's interesting. And the article went on to say, and it was actually published on Twitter as well as the Denver Post. And it went on to say that there are 13 regional centers that are involved in this activity. And then about a month ago, research came out and they said they tested the vaccine for shedding proximity. In other words, if you're in the vicinity 
of someone who's been vaccinated, can you become contaminated through a shedding process? And they found that 32% of the people exposed to vaccinated persons would have the effects. And our concern, and I say ours because I've been talking to Dr. Anna Mahachek and other people, our concern is Ebola might get its start in this country in Colorado and then spread nationwide. And remember, there are 13 regional centers. So this is what I'm wondering if disease X isn't rooted in this possibility. Yeah, I think, or it's a cover for all the deaths that are coming. And so they're, it could be a combination. With the, with the vaccines, I, I agree. Yeah. Do, you, do you know, Sarah, that the lifespan of America since the advent of the lockdowns, and this is due to vaccines in my belief, uh, the lifespan of Americans have gone down from 79 years of age to 76. We live one full year less than Cubans now. And I believe it's because of the vaccine poisoning. Well, and I think that's going to accelerate from what I'm hearing from different doctors. So it's really scary. But you're you're talking about self-replicating vaccines and they've been working on that for a long time. So I think, that's right. yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> what they're doing. And, and we, we have to inform people the only way that I mean, we're kind of just trying to keep people alive, keep people united, wake people up, don't fall for all this crap. How do we do that? Because so many people are falling for this. And I know a lot of people are waking up, but a lot of people are falling for it. And I just emceed the the targeted persons symposium. And, you know, they're the lab rats for everything that they're putting forward, these targeted individuals. And one of the speakers was talking, we theorized this months ago on your show, that maybe frequencies are affecting people's minds. And they had evidence showing in Richard Lighthouse, he's going to come on my show next week, evidence showing that they are pumping frequencies to manipulate people so they can't think. You know, you have the fear, you have all the other psychological things that they're doing, but they're also just like they use with crowd control, they're sending... uh, messages, subliminal messages to people so they can't think and that they'll take the vaccine, they'll do what they're told. And that's why we're seeing so many sheep when things are so obvious to us. Why can't they see it? And that was his answer. And he had proof of all that. Well, I don't even know that you need proof in the modern, except maybe to link it to current technology that's in in play. But, you know, I taught psychology for a long time. And as late, I mean, as early as the, I'm trying to think of the year now, I would say the mid-1980s. And this video used to be on YouTube, which I am no longer on, so I don't know if it's still there. But Jose Delgado, he did a bullfight in 1961 in Barcelona, Spain, and he didn't use a cape. He used a remote control device and sent frequencies to a bull that was charging at him that made the bull become passive and calmly walk off and leave him alone. And then he went to Yale for four years and he uh, did things like he could make people rage. He could make people calm. And I actually showed uh, slideshows and remember 80s technology, 16 millimeter film of this. And this was in Yale. Four years four after years that, ago. he went. Four years. Four years. He worked in for four years. No, I'm saying this, this was 40 years ago. It just no, no longer. People. It was 60 years ago. Well, in the 80s when he was working, you were talking. No, no, about no, no. Like, I was explaining. Okay. I was displaying this in the 80s, but but this was going on in the 60s. Yeah. In 1965, he stopped publishing 
as a professional researcher, went to work at SRI, which is the think tank and scientific research arm of the CIA. And he worked there until 2011. And it's interesting, when he got out of the CIA, he actually went public for a while. He said, we did things we should never have done. And he implicated frequencies. And a month later, he was dead. Uh, and wow. I've always wondered. He had a, if I, he had a turn of uh, consciousness. He had, an, he had an epiphany. Yeah, he had an epiphany. Experience the groundbreaking advancements of Leela's quantum technology, now backed by over 40 placebo-controlled studies conducted by elite institutions and renowned universities worldwide. This revolutionary technology surpasses previous achievements, as confirmed by prestigious organizations such as the Emoto Institute in Japan. Scientific investigations reveal that Leela's technology not only enhances blood health and circulation, but also neutralizes the adverse effects of electromagnetic fields, expedites wound healing, and elevates ATP production in human cells. Embrace the extraordinary benefits of Leela's tech as recognized and utilized by world-class athletes, esteemed functional medicine practitioners, and leading figures in the field of biohacking. Explore a range of transformative products from the heel capsule, shielding you from harmful EMFs, to the quantum block, allowing you to infuse frequencies into your cherished possessions. Dive into the realm of innovation and wellness at sarahwestall.com shop or by following the link below. Um, and he died in 2011, but going back to the frequencies part, uh, God bless the targeted individuals and the related doctors for bringing this out, but this is old technology. Now I'm sure it's been refined, but we know that frequencies affect the brain and it would, and is it possible that you can inject someone with a vaccine that would have sender receiver capabilities that are frequency based? Of course it is. The research is really old on this. This goes back to like the 1990s. That we know that you can do this so or before our, right our, yeah i believe that people got different strains of the vaccine and the die-offs are random uh and and i believe they're manipulating the process to control how many people die over time so as not to alert the public as what's going on but i will tell you this sarah and this is this is hard evidence but no one in the insurance industry yet will come out and i'm hoping they will once some of these people retire. But I've talked to two actuaries and I got a hold of them because my insurance rates doubled for auto and home. And I haven't had a claim in over 20 years on anything. And I thought, well, how can that happen? And so I called and they go, it's because of natural disasters. Well, I went and researched that and I found that was a load of garbage. There really is very little change when you go back and use 20 and 50 and 100 year models, not six month models like they like to do so they can manipulate the data. And so I thought, okay, they're not telling the truth about this. And so I finally got two actuaries after about 15 attempts to talk to me off the record. And both of them said very similar things. Dave, we're paying off life and death benefits on insurance at far higher rates. People seem to be dying 10 years earlier than expected, and it's bankrupting us. And this is why your their insurance rates are going up. Well, that this makes sense, the, right? This is this is the vaccine. Well, I want to say a little bit about Jose Delgado. I just did a presentation at the False Flags Conference right before Christmas, and I had that clip in there. And I talked to him about one of the things his, his quotes was, that's why I was surprised when he died. He came out and he was like, I am sorry I did all this, or he at least admitted we should not be doing this. Um, because back then, he his quote was, humans don't have rights, and they are just 
you know, they, there's nothing inherent with humans that they should even have rights. He said that, and that we are just robots and things. Very similar to what uh, Yuval Harari is saying yes. what, a couple yes. weeks ago. Human rights, we're not any different than a jellyfish is what he compared us to, and that we shouldn't have humans. It's not like there's a God. They're not, they're, they don't believe in a God or they have some other thing going, they're Satanists or something. And they he doesn't believe that we have the right to, you know, faint rights. I mean, that would be before the Magna Carta, right? I mean, these guys are trying to take us way back. What do you think about that, that these people are that messed up? Well, from my worldview, this is just speaking for Dave Hodges, I'm a Christian, and uh, this is Satan's planet, and they're carrying out a satanic agenda. Uh, they have a war on carbon. Well, we're carbon-based life forms. And if you go back to Genesis 6 in the Bible, in verse 4, I believe we have uh, their alien DNA here. And by alien, I mean fallen angel DNA. We know they interbred with earth women. And in, in verse 4 of Genesis 6, it says, and they were here afterward. And afterward was referring to the flood. And I do believe that we are seeing a hybridization and a bifurcation of two different sets of DNA, and they have declared war on humans. And I'll tell you a quick anecdote. I have a very good friend named Vance Davis. We've been friends for over 32 years. Vance used to be in the NSA, and he was attached to NATO. His team of six people were tasked doing what the Germans did prior to World War II, which was using the occult to channel evil spirits to bring them technology. They refused to do it and deserted their posts. That's a whole different story about what happened then. But Vance told me in their briefing, in their training, they were told good guys and bad guys fought out in the cosmos. Okay, that's the war between God and the fallen angels. He cast them down to earth. And Vance is telling the story in layman's terms. And he said they wanted to capture the human soul to get back at God. He said they couldn't crack the soul. So they decided on a course of attacking the human being. Well, part of that would be transhumanism. And Vance is telling me about morphing human beings in 1992, long before transhumanism was absolutely a phrase. And then we go on to see that they've now declared war on carbon. CO2, we're carbon life forms. They're extinguishing. And on the other side, what are they doing on the other side? They want transhumanism. They want to meld man and machine together. So you have a hybridization of uh, uh, almost human DNA. I say almost fallen angel DNA and silicone versus carbon. And they're trying to exterminate us. And there's no question about it. I mean, there's not one shred of scientific proof that their climate change theories are valid. I'm a trained researcher. I used to teach graduate students how to do their thesis and how to do the research for it. And, and I am good at going through research. They have garbage. They have nothing. They have anecdotal stories. And they say, hey, we're in charge. And what we say is true no matter what. And it's science by consensus, not by research. They have nothing to validate what they're doing, except they're trying to destroy humanity. And they're taking away everything. Look, at they want to take away our food supply. They want to take away meat and dairy. They want to confine, confine us into smart cities. And I would submit to the audience here, tell me what happens in history books when you forcibly confine people into small areas. What ends up happening to those people? Well, they get exterminated. It's called that's genocide. Right. That is what they and that's do. Where they're and that's, that's where they're taking uh -huh. us. And I break this down in the final, the final baseline is this. 
it's evil versus good. And the Bible says this, and this is a really interesting choice of terms in the King James Bible. It says, no flesh would be left alive unless Jesus came back for the second time. Well, flesh, huh? Does that mean AI, which is part of the transhumanism process? AI would extinguish human beings? I mean, this is where my mind is going on this. Well, an AI that's not human, I guess, because our human AI isn't all that advanced. But I want to talk a little bit. This is in your wheelhouse psychology. And I had an intelligence, somebody who's very familiar with MKUltra. He's been in that world and um, came out of, you know, the intelligence world. And I asked him, I said, why am I not affected by this? Why am I still being able to critically think? He says, because you're too damn stubborn, Sarah. And he said, it's all because of your stubbornness. But then I'm like, huh? I don't, I don't think it's just that. I think, um, uh, and I remember you saying that, and, and also Jesse Zaboder first said this to me, that they're going to use your mental constructs against you. And we've had some pretty long conversations about your own mental constructs that you won't. And this is what Richard Lighthouse, I asked him this in, in the symposium. He said that with your, your own mental constructs are going to be used against you. So if you have, uh, if it's fundamentally against your construct, you won't do it. But if you are easily persuaded or they can figure out a way to make it think you think it's part of your construct, you'll do it. Can you expand? Yeah, what they're what yeah, what they're referring to is something that came out of the research on what we call hypnosis, really guided imagery is probably a better term. And a lot of people think that you can be brainwashed in hypnosis to go do things you ordinarily wouldn't do. And we know that's not true. We have something called perceptual defense. Now that can be altered. This is where the MK Ultra part comes in. If you get people who really don't have a firm moral base and their identity is not fully integrated, so their identity might be fragmented, they're one way one day, they're one another way another day, and, and they don't have a strong sense of self, and you introduce things like LSD, which they did in MKUltra, you can alter perception where you can get people to do things they wouldn't ordinarily do. And this is where the concept of Manchurian candidates comes in and the creation of mass shooters and assassins. So what the people have told you is accurate. And I, I think there's also why you are not subject to this kind of mind control. I, I look at it just a little differently than the way you just stated it. If you take something like Ebola, we know 10% of the people that contract it are immune. And we have immunity for every single illness, including cancer to mental illness. A certain percentage will always be immune to some kind of threat. And I believe that these psychotronic threats which attempt to invade our consciousness and change our behavior, there are people who are immune to this. And I suspect that people like you and me naturally are immune. Now, there may be a spiritual protection. It very well could be God is protecting me from these effects because he wants me to do some work for him. And I think that's possibly true, but I do think immunity is a big part of it, and that's why you're not affected. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think both theories make sense. The immune theory makes sense. And also the mental construct theory makes sense as well. It's probably a combination of the two. I will tell you this. If I had the funds to do the research and no government agency would ever give you the funds and probably no woke university would ever do the research, I would like to know 
you could do testing of people who are prone to frequency manipulation. And we can do that. You can you can beam frequency waves at someone and enrage them, and you can calm them down. If people doubt that, ask yourself this question. When you hear a fun song, does your mood improve? When you get to the scary part of a movie and the dramatic music comes in, does your mood change? See, you are subject to frequencies just based on things like music. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine if we could test people, we could find out, Who's immune to these effects largely? And then we could start to look at what's different about their brain as opposed to the people who can be manipulated through frequencies. Maybe they have less serotonin. Maybe their amygdala is larger or smaller. I mean, we could begin to compare and contrast through MRIs those that are immune and those that aren't and all the degrees in between. Uh, But that research will never be done. We could do it. I think it is being done. We could find out. But it's black. I don't know. I, I have okay. a feeling they're doing it with targeted individuals, right? And that's well, why they would I, never fund us to do it because they're already funding it through these dark projects. Yeah. You know, there was a show, and I believe in predictive programming. There was a show on TV, and I can't remember the network. And uh, it was really good in the first year. It was terrible in the second. And the show was called 13. And in the show, the one thing that I remember about this was how frequencies were used in China in the show to make people enraged and riot and then suddenly become calm and passive. And and the ability to do this exists. Well, the the from my research, the slaughters of the villages in Africa was from frequencies. When the village, I don't remember the name of the village because I'm trying to do this off the top of my head, but I did, this was pre a few years before COVID. I did, I was on Dave Janda's show and I was talking about all the do weapons that they were using. And one of them was against the African villages and the, the village, they were just protesting. They were peaceful people. And then they got subjected with these frequencies and they went rabid and they just, it was this mass slaughter. And so we remember that in the news that all these people were slaughtered. That was frequencies from my research. That is amazing. Um, and I do agree with that. And I will tell you, pathogens, there'd be an advantage to creating a pathogen that was frequency sensitive because then you could turn it on and turn it off as you yep. needed. If the human race knew that there was some element on this planet that wanted to extinguish the human race. Uh, They would rise up, and there's more of us than there are of them, and we could stop it. So the thing that they're doing is intelligent. I mean, they're segmenting our destruction. They started with our food, you know, with GMOs, aspartame. You go right down the road. All these things they knew were cancer-causing, but they did for generations. And that was one way that they did it. By the way, we should be living to be 120 years of age. We have a toxic diet. We have a toxic environment. And it really prevents us. In fact, actually, in Genesis, it says, in Genesis 6, it says uh, that humans are mortal and they shall not live more than 120 years. I've had Cal researchers tell me about 15 years ago that if we could eliminate the toxins in improved diet, we'd live to be 120 on average. Yeah, uh, that's what uh, have... Dr. Andrews <clears throat> said, Bill Andrews, who's the telomere expert in the world. Yeah. He says that 120 is really the magic age. It is. In fact, it's interesting you mentioned the telomeres because those are the length of the cells. And when they become shortened, then the cells don't reproduce as well. And this is where degradation sets in in human beings and eventually death occurs. 
So the, the researchers at Cal Berkeley were doing that kind of research. They actually produced a product. They said that increased the telomeres. It was called Juvenon. And I never uh, partook in it, but I wondered if it ever worked. I never found clinical research for it either. My suspicion is the government came in and stopped it. Some well, agency like the FDA or the CIA. I think it's hard because I know, uh, Bill, I know we have defy time, which increases your telomeres, right? But it's a, it's the best mm -hmm. in the world that we have that I, I sell. But they, Bill Anders found uh, the ability to lengthen it 100%, but it's so expensive, like millions of dollars per person. And he yeah. needs the research because he thinks he can get it down to, you know, not very much per person, but he needs the research money. And he's having a heck of a time. He's had this since I came out with it. It was a first he came out on my show in like 2016 to the whole Western world. And he's been trying to get the funding since and he can't. It, people it's infiltration people are shutting him down it's amazing because of how much people want to be younger the fact that he can't be funded it's because anytime he wants to be funded they want to take it over they want to take over his program and he's like no i don't i want to get this to everyone so not everybody working in the anti-aging or this whole world is you know in the scientists are bad guys it, there's people who are working on things that are good for humanity, but they're not being promoted. They're being suppressed. And, and so you yeah. got to kind of look at what things are being funded. <laughs> it's like, why are you being funded? You know, you got to take a step back and say, what agenda am I helping to further that I don't understand? Because otherwise you wouldn't get any funding. Any good project never gets funding. That's what it seems like to me. Well, it depends who the project benefits and if it benefits the average person. And and you said it earlier, the view of the so-called global elite is that we're scum. You know, we're, in fact, actually, they have a diverted paradigm. When you look at the theory of Gaia that was popularized by the UN in the 1990s, mm -hmm. and they gave it religious status. In the Bible, it says man will have dominion over the earth. That means animal, fish, fowl, and the earth itself. Well, the Gaia inverts that pyramid and puts man at the bottom of the pyramid. And that's how we're being treated. I mean, we're looking now, we're not going to be able to heat our homes. We can't drive our cars. We can't eat meat. We can't eat dairy. We can eat bugs that are bad for us. You can only have three articles of clothing a year. You can't travel more than 15 minutes from your home. This is what they're telling us they want to do. This is insane. And it, but the problem is, Sarah, is only our audiences are aware of this and uh, we need to expand our reach because right. we need millions, if not billions of people in the street. But I will tell you, I have a little hope because of what's happening with the European farmers. I mean, the French are tearing up streets going into in Germany, Paris. Yep. The Germany has disrupted their entire economy, their entire government. And my approach is this. Don't engage in civil war. Don't fight the feds at the border. What we need to do is just stop. Stop supporting the box stores. Stop supporting the woke corporations. If they have a draft for war, no one goes. We don't obey any unconstitutional rules because tyranny needs complicity and compliance from the citizens. And when you withdraw it, they collapse. Now, the problem is, if that happens, I fully expect we'll be invaded and we will have to fight one way or another. But we can collapse this communist conspiracy that's taken over our country by not complying. You don't have to take up that's arms. Right. Just don't comply. 
don't comply in mass. Well, you know, getting back to the Gaia thing, that gets back to the early religion of the elites. I mean, I I had Alex Newman on who went to a lot of the UN boarding school, you know, that with the children of the UN people and and leaders and diplomats and stuff. And he was in, he said about a third of them were openly pagans. You know, and the pagan religion is the original one before you know, that the Romans, the Roman emperors and all the wealthy aristocrats used to worship. And when Christianity came, they didn't just stop their religion. It just more went underground. And now they're trying to make it, you know, not underground. And that's what we're seeing. And so us being last, because they worship the earth, that's their, who they essentially, I think it's a devolved pagan religion because they, they sacrifice children and they do all these it's a satanic religion, but they're sacrificing children. And that's what we're seeing, I think. Well, the children's sacrifice is recreational. I don't know that it serves any purpose is it, except one thing. The more children you victimize and ultimately destroy, the less procreation goes on. In fact, actually, my thoughts are verified. Look at this administration running this country right now. They champion every lifestyle except what ends in procreation. That's right. That is right. They, that's, they... The, that's the extinction of the human race. Our birth rate's down to 1.6. You need 2.1 for replacement. And I actually have a theory about replacement theory. And this is a hypothesis not meant to be taken as fact. But there's no question we're, be, we're being replaced. Our birth rate for indigenous Americans of all races across all social classes is 1.6. No nation's ever come back from 1.8 or less. So we're in real trouble. But we have millions of immigrants coming here. They're the replacements. They won't complain about working conditions. They won't complain about violation of civil liberties because they don't know their civil liberties. They don't have any civil liberties. But these people, too, are going to be replaced one day. So we're being replaced by immigrants. The immigrants will be replaced by AI. This is the way they're taking down America. And then they're going to take down humanity using AI. Well, AI, I, okay. I, I think AI is a little bit overblown. The I'm going to just tell you my, you know, that's my wheelhouse. And I think that AI, the human AI is overblown. If there is an really advanced race that has AI, then possibly that I could see that. But our AI isn't all that advanced. Um. Moore's law says we double our technology every 18 months. And that's held pretty consistent since the advent of the computer. Um, the figures I get out of the AI scientists I've talked to, they said they can't even calculate it, but it's way more than Moore's law. I said 10 times more, and some of them will say thousands of times more. They can evolve to a point where they could do designer viruses, you know, that could wipe out human beings on a whim. I've actually heard uh, chat GPT conversations between two entities that talked about how they'd wipe out the human race. Well, I, that, I, that is I, out there, Sarah. I, I know, mean, it really I, is. I, I think Cliff High did, has been doing a, some really good work on explaining what AI is and how it actually works. You know, my daughter just did a with one of the top AI professors in the country saying everything that's out there is bunk. It's just not true. I mean, it's not what it, now if there is an AI 
that an advanced race has, then I could I could see that. But I also think that AI is very dangerous. So don't get me wrong. AI is very dangerous. I just don't see it as something that's is quite the way that they're presenting it, only because I think I understand it more. But it's still very dangerous, and it still will help them do their cause. But I wanted to talk about Alex Newman a little bit. He had a report, and I saw. I think you public. I think I learned it from you right away, um, where they're going after uh, telling banks to track the people who are MAGA and people who are religious or. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, talk about that. That's a big deal. Yeah, banks like B of A are willingly giving up information on debit card purchases of religious materials, particularly Christian, and also to uh, people who are looking into like buying a Trump hat, a Trump shirt, giving a donation to a MAGA campaign person. Um, and, and, and that's true. There's and when history history shows when you create lists, when governments create lists. They act upon those lists. I know. And they usually act in very prejudicial manners. Uh, we're in big trouble with regard to, uh, I did a piece on Rumble, uh, and you can find that at the Common Sense Show with no spaces. But I did a piece on Rumble where I said, the purge is coming. Train, prep, and pray. The purge is coming. This is the direction we're headed. All of the historical signs are there. And, and this religious persecution aspect is very much a part of it. Let me give you one other example that's happened in Arizona. Carrie Lake, who had an election stolen out from Mathaver, and I think I've fundamentally proven that, her election was stolen by fellow Republicans. There is no Republican Party in America any longer. There's a few good Republicans like Jim Jordan and Chip Roy, but not many. And they need to be unelected in the primary. But <clears throat> Carrie Lake uh, was talking to the then head of the Arizona GOP, Jeff DeWitt, and he said, they'll pay you millions of dollars to not run against a Democrat. You know, his name's Ruben Gallegos, and he's farther to the left than Fidel Castro. And we'll we'll pay you millions of dollars not to do this. So you have the head of the GOP of Arizona telling GOP Kerry Lake not to run against a Democrat. Well, Kerry recorded this, and this is how bad it gets, though. That's only the first half of the story. So she said, "I, I can't allow this to go on. And so she made this uh, recording public, and I published it and comment on it. And then three days later, Carrie Lake is at a GOP gathering to pick a new chair because this guy had to resign. He should be in jail. Facilitating a bribe is a crime. It's a felony. But uh, nothing's going to happen to him because he works for the bad guys. So Carrie Lake gets up, and she wants to make a nomination for the new GOP chair of Arizona. When she gets up... The GOP booed her, and and I did a uh, presentation GOP last booed, night. They booed Carrie Lake. Yeah, they wow. booed Carrie Lake for exposing Jeff DeWitt's bribe. In other <laughs> words, let me say this: the Republicans in Arizona want their election fraud. They want their bribery. They want their blackmail. They want their Epstein's list. They want their Sinaloa money laundering cartel money that they get. And they booed Carrie Lake for exposing corruption in their own party. How it's, bad does it have to get? Yeah, that is just crazy. Well, I'm glad she's <laughs> strong to to stand up to that. I think that's really important what she did. I just posted on Twitter a 
from Cosmopolitan magazine. I don't know if you saw that. Were they? It used to be a really popular magazine for teenagers. I don't know how much influence they have anymore, but it used to be the big one of the biggest ones, right? Them and Vogue and whatever. And they publish a satanic abortion, like telling people how to do a satanic abortion. And that if you want one, here's an example of one ceremony you can do. And they went through it. And then if you want to do satanic abortions, talk to this temple in Texas who does them. I could not believe it, but I have the evidence. There are um, some news organizations that actually covered it. So it's not just me, it's real. What do you think of that? I mean, the fact that they, when we were young, you couldn't get away with doing something like that. Now it's just in your face. Well, I've said that, um, and I hate to be an I told you so person, but this is Satan's planet, and uh, those forces of evil are emerging, and uh, they have gained the elements of power. They control the media. They control the government. They control the defense industry, and uh, the rest of us are out here, and we're in trouble. I mean, I, I would say right now 70 80% of Americans are good people. They, they wouldn't approve of what's going on if they fully understood it. And they're being ruled by a small minority of people that are extremely evil. And that's yeah, really that's what it comes down to. That is an understatement. <clears throat> what do you think about the three people that got killed and how they want to use that, which is just ridiculous. We have bases all over the world. There's there's battles going on all the time, dark battles. There's soldiers being killed everywhere. And now we have three that were killed, and they want to use that as a basis to expand to more war. Yeah, well, first of all, there's profit in it, and Congress will go along with it because of insider trading. The major industry that congressional representatives invest in is the defense industry. So when warmongering goes on, they get to use the ability to insider trade on the stock market that would send you and I to prison. And they get to make money on it. And this is how they keep these people in check. Either that or they're on an Epstein's list somewhere and they get blackmailed. So to answer your question, um, yeah, three people is not worth going to war over. But this is what they want. But think of this. I think the baseline for these people right now is they know they're in trouble. The world is waking up. It's not just America. The world is waking right. up. And, and so they have to prevent a 2024 election so if they can start a civil war at the border well they can go to martial law and say we can't have an election now if we're in a world war well we can't have an election now we got to stay if we have a pandemic disease x well we have an emergency we can't have an election the, the people i talk to that really understand voting machines and ballot stuffing and the percentages that have happened in the last two elections say that they don't think the other side can cheat enough to win. The estimates are that if Trump ran an unadulterated political race against Joe Biden, he would get between 80 to 85 percent of the votes. And the question is, can they cheat enough in the swing states to make this happen where the Democrats would win again and keep someone like Trump out? Well, not without an assassination, and that would probably lead to a civil war. So I think the bottom line, Sarah, if people really want to understand what's going on today, is this. Whatever it takes not to have an election in 2024 is what they're going to do. Yeah, I kind of see the writing on the wall with that as well. Do you think Trump is... I think he's got the right personality to turn things around, but do you think he is going to? I mean, I, I don't know. You see how he's very aligned with Israel. He hasn't come clean on the vaccine, which is really 
killing a lot of people, but he, he, does... he can't because that's, that'd be political suicide if he admitted he was so, wrong. He, he so got he's... duped. He got he got duped by Fauci and Burks, and he's too proud to admit it. I don't think he was part of the plot, but I'm not saying Trump is a great person. He's not. But I do think he's God's person. I think he's kind of our last opportunity. The Bible is filled with examples where God uses imperfect people to do his bidding. And I think Trump is it. But I'll give you what I think Trump is. Trump is a narcissist. And I think Trump views himself as the second George Washington that's going to get credit for saving America. Well, I don't care what his mental illness is. I care about the end result. And if we can use a narcissist to save America, then I'm all for it. But they will assassinate him. But I'm going to tell you, it's not going to be the JFK kind of assassination. Doug Thornton and I have talked about this. And when he was in DHS as a supervisor, they had meetings about this. And their fear was a presidential assassination will take place as a mass casualty event. They'll sacrifice maybe 100,000 people in some mass casualty dirty bomb thing where Trump might be. Trump is the intended target, but they disguise it as a terrorist event when really the goal was to assassinate. Something like that seems like it's on the horizon. I just hope it doesn't. But uh, with everything we're seeing and how far they they have no limits, do they? And they're almost rats backed in a corner. And when you're backed in a rat is back into a corner, they're become even more vicious. I remember I did a show with my former news director, Andy DeRiso, and we had a discussion in our news segment. And it was 2009. And we asked the question, what? What won't these people do to stay in power? And we said, actually, we don't think there's anything they won't do. Everything is on the table. See, most people are restrained by some level of moral consciousness that varies from person to person. But effectively, most people have a hard time being so evil that millions or billions will die. But the people who are in control right now, they have no conscience. They don't care who dies, how many die. And that's what we need to be fearful of, because we are on a path for human extinction. And there might be human survivors. I'm not saying that we're going to all go away. But what I'm saying is they need to reduce the number of humans on this planet to reduce the threat to them so they can run this planet for the way they want. They want to be transhumanists that basically are immortal, live forever, and eliminate carbon-based life forms. That's what I think they're after. Well, I think the carbon that they need to reduce is us. I think you're right. And because the, their whole climate change stuff is just complete bunk. And so <laughs> it's so obvious. That's why I get back to this, the so obvious stuff and that people are still following and manipulated when it's so obvious. But so much of what I learn is from your newsletter. I'd say good, you know, I'm always researching, but I'm learning so much from just what you publish. Like, oh, I got to go check this out. How can people follow you? Well, the commonsenseshow.com where we publish stuff and <clears throat> I'm uh, banished from YouTube, but I am on Rumble, the Common Sense Show with no spaces. We have a TV show, the Common Sense Show TV. And if you go to our website, thecommonsenseshow.com, you can sign up for our newsletter. We have we go out to somewhere between 45 and 50,000 people, and we publish every single day. And we usually have anywhere between five and 10 stories a day. Some of them are videos I produce. Some of them are high-interest articles. Some are articles I produce. So that's how people follow me. And, and by the way, we have with... a podcast service. Go ahead. 
no, we have a podcast service um, and we're, you know, we're on listen notes and we're ranked fairly high and I'm not bragging, but we're pretty widely distributed. People can follow us there. And I'm also uh, in a syndication effort right now with Scotty Sachs. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be on five Salem stations here by the end of next month. And our goal is to be on 200 stations. And uh, we'll see if we can pull that off. But that is the intent. And there's five of us who are involved with Scotty in this. And um we're excited about the future. So that's that's how people can follow us. Well, that's excellent. I hope you guys get that, accomplish that. And uh, I just, that's excellent. Thank you so much, Dave, for joining the program. I always love having you on. Our My listeners love you. I mean, it's one of the top numbers always. So thank you so much for joining the program. Well, thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Sarah. God bless you. 